Welcome everyone to a new season of the virtual coffee break with the MSU Extension Dairy Team. I am Martin Manuel, dairy educator in the west side of the state, and I'm glad you have joined us for season number four of this podcast. Be on the lookout as each week we will be publishing new episodes, so if you haven't subscribed, we encourage you to do so, so you don't miss any of the episodes this new season. To get it started, today's episode features Phil Durst and Sierra LaHais, and they will be talking with Jack Jepson, a dairy farmer from Central Michigan. They will be exploring different measures Jack's farm takes to prevent or control disease, therefore maintaining a healthy herd, which in turn results in a concerted effort to improve antimicrobial stewardship. We will also hear some of the measurements the industry takes to ensure a safe product for the consumer. Phil, take it away. Hi, I'm Phil Durst with Michigan State University Extension. Hi, I'm Sierra LaHeis. And we're here with Jack Jefferson, one of the partners of Black Locust Farms. Jack, uh, great to be here with you. Thanks a lot for having us out. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about the dairy operation you have here. Uh, our dairy operation was started in 1923 by our grandparents. Uh, I'm in partnership now with my brother. It's a limited liability company. and. Um, we're milking uh, about 240 through the parlor every day. We've got close to 30 or 40 dry animals. And then um, we also have uh, all of our young stock. We're running probably all oh, close to 220 young stock from baby calves all the way to bred heifers. So if I did the math right, that's about 500 head of cattle on the farm. Yeah, yep, yep. And 500 head of cattle that, that, that you want to keep healthy. Correct. We put a lot of, of uh, effort into keeping our animals healthy in different ways of doing it yeah so you put a lot of effort into keeping your cattle healthy and in a lot of different ways let's just talk about some of those ways what are some things that you do specifically for animal well-being and health sure um we have several different fields that we look at. Ventilation is a, is one in the summertime and in the wintertime. You want to keep the air flowing with them. And Hence yeah. the fans right here. Yeah. Uh, barns have curtains on them. We open the curtains up as much as we can to keep the ventilation and the air flowing. Um, the sanitary, we try to keep the stalls as clean as we can. And I'm sure, you know, we could do better, but we do the best we can with the manpower we've got. Um, nutrition's a big thing. Yeah. Let me uh, just fall back for, just for a minute on, on the, the ventilation and, and the stalls and the sanitation because we know that there's bacteria that and viruses that, that do get that are environmental and and some of them are even in the air and so right. ventilation is moving outside air in inside air out to get right. those bacteria out of here. Uh, dryness and cleanliness obviously uh, reduces the life of bacteria and, and so those things really keep animals healthier because it's getting bacteria away from them right. and, and therefore lowering the exposure. Right, yep. And some of the, the lactating animals we bed on uh, sand, which is a non-organic uh, bedding, which uh, organisms can't live that well in, right. in that kind of an environment. Yeah, so again, it's about reducing exposure, yep. even in choice of bedding, right? Yep. Yep. So then I interrupted you at, at nutrition. You were talking about that. Yeah, uh, nutrition, uh, we feel that you've got to have a, a good balanced diet for your animals to keep them healthy. We work really close with our nutritionists uh, 
she comes maybe once every two weeks, looks mm -hmm. at the feed. Uh, we keep feed samples up to date and uh, balance a good balanced diet through our nutritionists. Yeah. In speaking in terms of nutrition um, and, and with your nutritionist coming, would you say that you work with a large team to help but, overall health? Yeah, good question. Um, actually, today we are having our, um, I call it our consultant team. Our nutritionist is involved, our veterinarian is involved. Um, we have uh, some agronomist people. Phil usually comes. Uh, we've got grad students and things like that that come. So yeah, we've got a, a really good team of uh, professionals that we deal with, yeah. And what we do at those meetings is we, we talk about the progress of the operation. We look for ways the operation could improve. And, um, and we identify things that are going well and things that, that maybe aren't going as well as possible and, and lay out a course of action. Right, yeah. And uh, another, f well, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself here a little bit, but um, we talked about different fields that uh, we use for health of the animal. Um, this last spring, we made an investment on, the, on our dairy um, with a, a program called Cow Manager. Yeah. And uh, some of the animals have uh, orange tags in their ears and their transmitters. And we've got a, a mode on that transmitter that is a health mode. Okay. So if a cow is starting to get sick, it will relay a message to our phones. And then we need to go out and, and track that animal down to see just what her problem is. Right. And the way that's doing it is it's, it's by monitor, monitoring her behavior, yep. monitoring her rumination. It's, it's saying this animal is not normal in her behavior, not normal in her rumination, and therefore she, she may be sick. I think it monitors her temperature too. Right. Yep. right. Yep. Yeah. So it's a great way to pick up disease problems early. Right. And as you say, you know, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Yeah, absolutely. So what we want to, what you do here on the farm is, is a lot of ounces of prevention. Right. You pile on the prevention because that's worth a whole lot more than, right. than just coming back and trying to cure things. Yep. Right. And, and if, if the animals aren't healthy, that affects our bottom line tremendously. You want to keep your animals good and healthy so you, you don't have to buy into antibiotics, which there is a place for antibiotics on every farm. Um, if you can't keep them healthy with your nutrition and all your other practices, then you have to refer back to an antibiotic. Right. So the first, the first course of action for health is, of course, all the prevention stuff we do. Right. Good management of, of taking care of the animal and the environment the animal's in and reducing exposure to pathogens. But by times, in any population of individuals, whether it's right. humans or whether it's animals, individuals get sick. Correct. Yep. And, and, and when an animal is sick, well, we talked about detection, early detection, that's right. really important. And uh, when an animal is sick, um, you can do nothing or you can, um, you can do something. Right. Our philosophy is that we don't use any more antibiotics, any more drugs than we absolutely have to to keep our animals going um, in the best health that they can. It's just uh, added cost and with the, the profit margins where they're at, you just can't spend the money foolishly. Right. Right. So you have set up with your veterinarian a plan for dealing with sick animals. Right, we've got a game plan with our vet um, on different 
ways to go about treating animals and what kind of drugs to use and such as that. Yeah. And that relationship with your vet is, is really an important relationship. We call that the, the VCPR, the veterinary client patient relationship. Yep. And, um, and that's something that you really do a lot with here. Yeah. You have a really good relationship with your veterinarian and, uh, and she's very familiar with your, with, with your management and the recommendations are, are tailored to your operation. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've got uh, the owner of the clinic and then two of her uh, co-workers or her workers, uh, we're real close with them. They actually come out um, every week. We do our herd health every week. They check the animals, look them over, um, check for pregnancies and, and such as that. And, and if they need to have some treatments, then we go ahead and, and treat them. Yep. She joins us here at these consulting yep. meetings to, to meet with the overall team and discuss yep. overall welfare of the animal. Right. Yeah, we have, uh, our, our vet is real good at looking over our records along with the rest of our team and um, they crunch numbers and we find out where we got to do better at. And you know, I think that's an important point to bring up is that records is a part of management. Yeah. And you use your records, not just, you just don't keep records, but you use your records. You look at, at has the animal been treated before? You look at um, you know, what, what sickness the animal has had and what have we done in the past with the animal? And so as your veterinarian sits down and looks over your records and, and consults with you, um, those records become a management tool as well. Right. Yeah, and other areas that we look at too for the herd health is um, we have a hoof trimmer that comes once a month uh, to make sure the animals have good feet underneath them. If they don't have good feet to be up on, to eat, to go through the parlor, they're usually laying down, and if they're laying down, they're not eating where they should be, and then they, they can turn sick that way. So. Yeah. so there's a lot of things that you do to, to, um, to keep animals well. Uh, when you use antibiotics, um, what are the safeguards to, that, that would keep that antibiotic from, from ever getting into the, to the milk? Real good question. If we treat an animal that's lactating, uh, usually we put leg bands on them so whoever's milking can actually see the animal that's been treated. And um, her milk will be discarded, goes down the drain, doesn't get anywhere near the tank, the actual milk that's sold. And then after the withdrawal period from the, the um, antibiotic, uh, we usually test the animal individually and she has to clear the test on the farm before her milk goes into the tank. Once the milk's in the tank, every day the milk truck picks the milk up, takes samples, and uh, then they go to the dairy and uh, when, when the truck gets to the dairy, the truck is sampled. As long as the truck is good with no antibiotics showing, then the milk is processed for the consumer. If the truck is tested and it's positive for antibiotic, then they go back to each one of the individual samples from the farm and then they find out who the person is that contaminated the truck. But we've, in the past, we have, um, every farm is not perfect and we're one of them. We have had a sample of the tank that we felt was uh, positive antibiotic because there was a cow that was misidentified yep. or that got in the group she was milked into the tank right and uh and nobody caught it in time Correct. until she was milked into the tank Correct. Yeah. and in in that instance we have our mount co-op they come out and take a sample of the tank and if it is a positive tank then we usually dump that milk down the drain and it gets nowhere near the the milk that goes to the consumer so the um you go to great lengths. I mean, 
dumping a tank load of milk down the drain is not something that we want to do. No, but, no, it's um, not. It, it's it's so important that that we ensure that the milk supply is is wholesome and, right. and antibiotic free that, that you're willing to do that. The milk on our farm, I would drink it before it would go to the consumer any day. It's yes. it's the most pure product that you can get. Right. So consumers can have confidence that, that um, there's not gonna be antibiotics in the milk and that antibiotics are used responsibly. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that consumers have, have, um, have really shifted now to, to say, okay, we believe the milk is safe, but are the antibiotics being used responsibly on the farm? And your response to that would be? You know, our vet prescribes certain drugs and, and she puts confidence in us to use them the way she's prescribed them. You know, and if, if something happens and we don't and we get caught and then, you know, we have a consequence to pay. But we're responsible with the drugs that we use, yeah. So when we talk about stewardship, right? right. And I come out and I say, are we being good stewards of the antibiotics? And you tell me, yes, but also we're being good stewards of the cows too. Yeah, you can see our animals behind us. Um, some of them are pet. We've sold some uh, animals before that they went out the driveway and um, my gosh, I didn't think it would ever bother me to see one of them go down the road. And when she went out the driveway, it's kind of like, wow, that was my pet that just went down the road. So yeah, you know, as baby calves, you, you treat them good and usually they turn into pets once they get older. Yeah. And you know, it's obviously, it's important that, that calves be, uh, that we be good stewards of antibiotics and calves as well too. And, and first of all, again, we go back to the prevention part because prevention is, is critical. And you know, we, we were just looking at the calves and the hutches and that's, that's great environment from a ventilation standpoint. They're fed well, so they're on a higher plan of nutrition so that they, again, have the ability to fight off disease. And, and we know that, that sometimes calves get sick, but you know, it's being a good steward of antibiotics and yet being a good steward of the animals as well. Right, yeah, that's a, that's a good, uh, good point. When uh, the new baby calves are born, um, there's three things that we do to them as soon as possible. Actually, I guess there's four. Um, we dip their navels with iodine solution. Uh, they get an injection of a um, some so selenium and a selenium, and yeah. And then they get a bolus of uh, another type of a, a stimulant for their their immune system yep. and like that. And then they actually, as soon as we can, we get a classroom or a classroom substitute into them to get to get them up and going as fast as we can. Yeah, because colostrum has the antibodies that the mom right. was carrying, and then we get those into the calf right away, and, and that's a great yep. way to protect the calf's we, health. We need to try to get it into them uh, within four hours of birth because they don't get the total benefit from the immune globulins. There, I screwed that up, <laughs> didn't I, Phil? <laughs> Immunoglobulins. There you go, yeah, that. But um, so we take good pride in our calves. We take you know as much good care as we, as we can. Yeah. So what I'm hearing is is that you, as representative of the dairy industry today, because you know we're yeah. talking about other farmers as well too, that management is so important in health, and the health is a cornerstone of the of the, of the dairy. Right. Uh, you know it's 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 just a, a critical aspect. Antibiotics are a tool that we use, but they're used. In a, in a way that is um, is responsible and judicious, and uh, certainly not overused, because that right. just doesn't make any sense from anybody's point of view. And, and the antibiotics is one of the last sources that we want to use, just right. because of the cost and such. But if it gets to the point where we do treat the animal and the animal ends up 
doesn't make it, if, if the animal does die, a lot of times we go to Michigan State University to actually see what the disease or what the culprit was of them dying. And, and we work close with MSU. Um, actually, our dairy farm right now is in a couple studies that um, they're pretty in-depth studies. The one has been going on for about five, six years, something like that. And we just started a couple of new ones this last year. So you're involved in health-related research, animal yep. health research, and, and that's great. It's a great way to learn. It's a great way to be able to have more information to manage with. And, and I feel that whatever we can do here on our farm will help the whole dairy industry as a whole. You know, that's that's what we're here for is to help everyone else out in the dairy industry. Yeah, I, one of the things I really appreciate about the dairy industry is, is the sense of community. Yeah. And the farmers are part of a community of farmers and, and they, they feel the, the link to each other and the responsibility, if you will, to each other as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. Jack, thank you very much. Yeah. It's been great to talk with you. Phil. Many thanks to Jack, Phil, and Sierra for today's discussion. I'm sure many of our listeners enjoy knowing how farmers work every day to ensure animal well-being and how the industry has many measures to ensure product safety. Join us in next week's episode when educator John Laporte talks with another farmer regarding how his West Michigan farm approaches managing their cost of production. I'm sure it will be a great one, and I hope you'll join us then. Thank you.